Welcome to another episode of Connecting the Dots podcast. My name is H.F. Mason. I'm a general surgeon and chief medical officer at Baptist Memorial Hospital DeSoto and chief quality officer for the Baptist system. And hey, everybody, I'm Jake Lancaster. I'm an internal medicine physician and the chief medical information officer for the Baptist system. Well, guys, today we are super excited. Uh, I'm super excited to have uh, uh, an old friend, Dr. Lee Greer, and a newly made friend, Dr. Timothy Chin. Uh, and today we're going to talk about uh, the Blue, Blue Health Baptist uh, Clinic and Facility, which is down in Madison, Mississippi. Uh, Dr. Greer is the Corporate uh, Medical Director for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. And Dr. Chin is a family medicine doctor, I believe, who um, practices in the Blue Health Baptist uh, Clinic. Uh, like I said, welcome, welcome you guys. And 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 Lee, uh, why don't you start out? Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks, thanks for uh, letting us come today and talk about Blue Health Baptist. We're Tim and I are always excited to talk about it. But um, I'm a geriatrician by training and uh, practiced in the North Mississippi area for almost 20 years and. Uh, had the opportunity to, to come down to uh, Blue Cross uh, Blue Shield about five years ago. Uh, in my previous life, in addition to being a geriatrician, I was uh, similar to to uh, y'all too. I was a chief quality and safety officer for, for North Mississippi Health Services and uh, understood that world in clinical transformation and then um, have been pleased to be down here and serving in a lot of roles of trying to uh, uh, make care better for the state of Mississippi. So it's it's been a great journey and Blue Health Baptist has been an integral part of that. Hey, Jake, just be before Dr. Chen introduces himself, I want you to know that, that Dr. Greer is from Pontotoc. For years and years, Pontotoc has dominated cross country in Mississippi. And, uh, and back in the day, Dr. Greer was, he was a a member oh, of that yeah? team. I, how many state champions, championships, oh, Lee? Uh, Too many gosh, to count. HF, it's, <laughs> it's been a lot of state champions. I mean, it was just, uh, it was just almost a given they were going to win every year for for almost a decade, probably. Absolutely. So. Anyway, I, I hate to. I, yeah. I'm sorry to inter sorry to interrupt. No, we're going to have uh, to have a, a Tim, race but, one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Dr. Chen. Yeah, so I'm a family physician. Uh, grew up in Mississippi, trained at in Jackson at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and then went and did my residency in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it was there that I really got into evidence-based medicine, uh, moved back to Mississippi, uh, and then during the pandemic, got really big into population health. And so uh, when they offered this opportunity of trying to figure out how to manage a population with good evidence, that was kind of right up my alley. So uh, we've been in here for about almost two years, and we've had some really good success, but a lot of more things to do as well. Sure. Uh, well, you know, my first question is, um, you know, on this podcast, a lot of a lot of our topics deal with um, continuous improvement. We talk about uh, eliminating waste. We we talk about creating value for the customer or the patient. So, um, Lee, tell us a little bit about blue health baptist uh what it is and and how how it kind of came to be yeah so um tim and i will be able to share a lot of stories i think uh, we've uh, we've been great partners on this but really you know came on the forefront of saying primary care has been practiced much the same way um 
for, for almost 30 years. Outside of the advent of an electronic medical record, it's been a very transactional type visit. And I think the vision was really from the leaders of Baptist and Blue Cross Blue Shield, you know, this thought of truly having a, a primary care home that is really built on the foundation that y'all talk about. How do you make it efficient? How do you manage populations, not just um, individual patients? How do you create a system of care that uses data to drive performance and improvements in the thing that you want to, uh, to, that you want to achieve? And how do you have really that performance improvement network? So um, with that challenge, uh, on the clinical side, I think we, uh, Tim and I really worked hard on trying to say, well, well we, can, we can design clinical systems around that. And then on the member facing side, how do they have a totally different experience? So um, that started from, you know, some of the work around, uh, you know, this model of care at Blue Health Baptist is totally different. For instance, we'll talk more about this, but just to give you a little flavor, when you walk into Blue Health Baptist, there's no waiting room. So you walk right into the room um, and you're, you're, you have a concierge come to walk you back there. But uh, we'll talk a little more about that experience. But outside of just that, which is not that unique, there's other places around the country there. We have a yoga area on the outside. We have a smoothie bar when you finish your wellness visit. So we'll talk a lot about that today. But just to let you know that all of that was carefully crafted to say we want to experience around health and wellness, not just health care. And that's what Tim and I, I think, have found so much pleasure in is um, really the whole care frame. We'll take care of you if you have a sprained ankle or if you have the worst diabetes um, that, you know, manage. But also, we'll make sure that we're helping you along your health journey wherever you are in an experience that's just really unsurpassed. So that was really the, the vision, and I think that's what we're trying to achieve. Yeah, um, you know, I was, I, I think I got to participate in some of those early design sessions, but talk to us a little bit about the the partnership between Baptist and Blue Cross, um, how does that work? What sort of benefits do you get from having a um, kind of that having the both the healthcare delivery uh, company plus the insurance company working together? What sort of benefits do the patients get from that? Yeah, Tim, do you want to? Uh, yeah, some of that, and then I'll I'll chime in too. Sure, sure. You know, I think. <laughs> well, you know, I think uh, traditionally. It's always been like insurance and hospitals have been essentially rowing in two different directions, right? So hospitals, healthcare, no one gets paid unless people are sick. Uh, the other side with insurance is they don't really want people to get sick. Uh, and so, you know, that's how they make their money. Uh, and you have this poor patient kind of stuck in the middle, right? So they don't want to be sick. They want to be well. But also when they do get sick, they want excellent care and they don't want any kind of hindrance to block them to get that care. And so when we merged these two entities, the key was to try to figure out if we could get everyone rowing in the same direction. Uh, and I would say probably one of the most basic part is the payment model has to be different. Right? Uh, being paid just for volume and paid for uh, numbers, sure, that's maybe the traditional way to do it, but that really stifles innovation. It stifles time with patients. It makes you more volume driven and sometimes maybe not so quality driven. And so from the very beginning, having an insurance company willing to work with a hospital system to say, you know what, let's even try changing the payment model, the incentive model so that we could focus more on quality. 
that was probably one of the big foundations that, I mean, to, to this day, the patients that are in that model seem to be doing the best. So, you know, Lee, when we, when we talk about healthcare, Lee or Dr. Chen, we, you know, we talk about we want to provide, obviously, we want to provide safe care. We want to provide quality care, but we also want the patient's experience to be uh, to be good. And, and it seems like for for me, for a long, long time, patient experience sort of took a, a, a back seat. When, when you guys were designing the flow and the, the, the setup and the structure of, of the clinic, um, how many iterations did y'all go through and, and how, who all did you get input from? Did you did, did you actually get some patients who asked them questions? Hey, what, what would you like to see or, or what's important to you when you go to the, the your primary care doctor? Yeah, I think uh, HF, it really was a culmination of a lot of different work. So we, um, uh, Justin Rhodes, who um, has really been a, a great partner in, in this, <clears throat> had this thought of, you know, what what in other industry, and I think that's why, look, do you have a great experience? And you just think, well, well, this experience is just unsurpassed across, you know, almost any industry. And the one that came to mind was the Disney experience. Uh, you know, you think about going to Disney World. I mean, there's millions of people that go every year and they continue to make that experience better and better. But, you know, I think what he always said was there's a lot of work that goes on uh, when you go to Orlando Disney World, but you don't see it. It's all about you and your experience. And that's what we really brought to Blue Health Baptist saying we want an experience where there's work that's done. But just think about your traditional primary care office day. You usually go in, you go to the front desk, you check in, you sit in the waiting room, they call you back, you walk down a hall. Um, there's usually a you know nurses desk are talking, there's papers around, you'll see maybe a stand-up computer, you'll go in your room and uh, you'll just kind of wait there till you know your provider arrives. Um, you know, that's traditionally what people have done. I think that's the expectations. But what we thought was a little different experience. And this was taking in, working with the architect, working with the flow, talking, you know, really listening to what patients have said as pain points for them. So the whole design of Blue Health Baptist was um, when you walk in, particularly if you've got uh, working with, with Dr. Lancaster and some of the, the, the neat work that Epic does, uh, we've got the geolocator on. We know when you arrive. There's a patient service coordinator there who greets you by name and says, Dr. Mason, we're glad you're here today for your wellness visit. Let's walk you back to the room. And when you get in the room, it's a different room. It's actually a, a, a chair that will, can make into a exam uh, table, but it's a chair. You're sitting there in front of a TV monitor that says, welcome, Dr. Mason, uh, to your wellness visit. And then there's some digital program behind that. So if we knew that you had hypertension or diabetes, um, there'd be, you know, education work going there. But when that, um, that walk- Which that, that, time, that may be, yeah. you know, after Halloween, you know, that may be a reality <laughs> after all the candy, uh, leftover candy that I ate. But anyway, I interrupted you, I'm sorry. That might be it. And then, and then, so that, that experience is unique, but their work is done on the offstage area where Dr. Chen and the team has already prepared for your visit. The nurse walks in, he walks in, but you're, you're, uh, really don't see all the work that, that happens in that offstage area. And then you can exit. And when you exit, you you get to walk through our smoothie bar and what we call our engagement center. The layout is really was really thought to have the most efficient flow. 
And I think it's worked well in that to really foster a team-based care on the working side, but also on the member experience side. So they really don't feel the day-to-day -day hassle that sometimes you feel when you go into a busy primary care office, because sometimes it even feels rushed when you're walking through the hall. In this setting, even from the lighting coming in and other things, we really wanted to make this experience where it's focused on you. You can relax. You can have an experience that is unlike really anything else um, um, in, in this area, I think. And, and I think for the most part, Tim, don't you think we've been able to accomplish that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think the beauty of our clinic is we're constantly improving, you know, so we're constantly adapting, constantly adjusting. You would, it would be so funny if you watched this in the beginning, we would actually sit in a boardroom and we would simulate patients. And uh, people were actually acting into, I mean, they were really into it. They're like, oh, I'm a 35-year-old diabetic <laughs> who works a full-time job with two kids. I'm like, okay, well, this is really, you know, but the amount of times we iterated it, you know, we ran it through. Then we actually practiced it for a while. And then you realize, okay, you know what? This might be better this way, or this might be better this way. So uh, we're constantly adapting, constantly adjusting. Um, and it's been, you know, really, really positive for the patients. So much, so far, everyone really loved coming. So, so talk to us about that improvement process. Uh, what sort of things did you try early on that maybe didn't work that you had uh, to try something different for? Yeah, so the, the first one is uh, we were thinking of having the nurse do most of everything, right? So a patient might come in, the nurse comes in, not only would they check you in, the nurse would also draw your blood work. Uh, but in that time, we start realizing because the nurse couldn't print the labels. There was a lot more steps involved. Uh, there was a lot of walking waste. We realized that was not the most efficient way to do something. So we started having the phlebotomist go in and draw the blood while the nurse was checking people in. That kind of two-way work seemed to make things flow a lot smoother. Um, so that's one area that got better. Um, the technology piece, you know, trying to work with different tap badges, adding different screens that we can show patient information in. That has been changed a couple of times. Uh, the checkout process is another one that we're currently working through to try to figure out what's the most efficient way uh, to capture the patient as far as making sure they have their follow-ups, their wellnesses, also making sure all the collect, you know, the, the money collecting part is done in a private area in the room. Uh, that's also been reiterated a couple of times. So I would say, you know, we've definitely looked different now than when we first started. And probably in the next two or three years, when you come back, it'll probably look a little different again. But, you know, that's the part of uh, maybe I'm nerding out a little bit. That's the part I enjoy. You know, I want healthcare yeah. to be as smooth and as efficient and adapt to technology. As technology comes, it needs to adapt too. So we're uh, all we're all kind of nerdy when it comes to this stuff. Very nerdy. But but and I'm going to I'm going to set this up because I know the answer. But but we're going to do a little simulation. Let's suppose I'm a uh, I'm a 45 year old man with hyperlipidemia and I work at Nissan and you guys have just started me on a statin and I'm busy, busy. And you just want me to come back in a month to to have my cholesterol and triglycerides checked. Tell me about what I can do to 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 make my experience a lot more efficient with that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one area we've really pushed, which is remote patient monitoring. So we actually have a drive up lab. So we use that quite a lot, actually. So patients would come in, they'll get their cholesterol checked. We actually have a cholesterol protocol where they actually don't see us. They'll only see the pharmacist virtually. 
So they'll come, they'll get their cholesterol checked, they'll head back to the office, the numbers will pop up because you've been on medication. The pharmacist will actually contact you, uh, and we have a kind of a protocol time where she'll contact and make sure the meds are working, then contact you with your numbers and kind of tell you uh, how everything looks. And really that team-based approach takes the load off the doctor to have, you know, a doctor do everything. Uh, and so- And you, can, and and you that, can do all that without getting out of your car. And they, they they have multiple drive up bays where you go in, they come out and uh, they, they draw your blood. Any, anyway, continue yeah. on, Dr. Chen. Yeah, yeah. No, we want to make as smooth, make it as smooth as possible because, you know, some of the, our patients, if they don't go to work, they don't get paid. You know, so to tell them keep coming in over and over and over, it's a, it's a hassle for them, you know. Uh, and so anything we can do to make it as seamless as possible for people to come in and still get the care they need. Uh, and they get the health information they need is what we're after. And I think um, Tim's point is, you know, this is truly team-based care. So that's a that's a key component to the Blue Health Baptist way. So um, we surrounded, uh, Tim has really just, a, a, I just, one of the best uh, advanced practice nurses that uh, I've met. She's just, I mean, she's, she's a, just an expert in lifestyle medicine, but he's got a health coach, he's got a pharmacist, he's got a care coordinator, and along with his nursing team and phlebotomists and patient service coordinators, but they all work as a team and each one has their roles and responsibilities. And I think that was part of this work too, was to say, you know, for too long, it's, we talked about team-based care, but when we when were able to, to really put a team together, uh, Tim's done a, a, a great job in forming that team and then being high-performing in each of their areas, not having overlap, and really trying to hardwire and standardize their work. And uh, then when they standardize it, also start uh, asking the question, how can I do this better, more efficiently, easier, deliver better outcomes for patients? So that's really been been a, a nice approach. And you know, we've we've learned a lot from what the health coach can do, what the pharmacist can do, um, because that was new to her, right, Tim? When we, uh, our pharmacists had never worked yeah. in this area, but now Tim's really challenged her to, to be able to manage patients to, to what we would say be the top of her license. She can, she can really be a, a nice adjunct to care. Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask the hard questions. Uh, this all <laughs> sounds, you know, really great. You know, looks like you're putting a lot of resources into it. Um, what sort of outcomes have you had? Has it been, you know, has the, has, have you gotten a return on your investment from this? I'll speak, uh, I'll brag for Tim a little bit on that. So, you know, that's one of the things we wanted to, to really look at and to say, you know, are we able to deliver uh, better care for patients? And I think our initial focus has been around metabolic conditions, uh, preventive health. And, um, you know, Tim, um, with, with his leadership and guidance, you know, we we track this. We really try to benchmark against HEDIS because we wanted a national benchmark. And uh, you know, last year we finished with um, of the of the key performance measures we look like look at. I think all but one of them was uh, at or above the 90th percentile in those HEDIS measures. And that one actually uh, colorectal cancer screening. Uh, we we have really focused on that one this mm-hmm. year and trying to get patients in for for colonoscopies and you know when the age group moved down to 45 we've got challenges there but yeah sure. I think the outcomes that we're seeing are are very very um, uh, positive in being able to say this team and these resources can deliver really superior outcomes consistently across not just one you know 
one measure, but a whole range of measure in, on almost everything we've seen. Don't you agree, Tim? Yeah, yeah. I, I would even say that not only, you know, I, I, the, the quality of care, uh, but also the cost of care. I would say uh, looking at the local uh, clinics, uh, and that's the data you can get from Blue Cross, we probably spend less uh, per patient while improving their health outcomes. And so that's been really exciting. Having the care coordinators, you know, before, you know, when you're in a busy clinic, you know, you have high risk patients, but you couldn't really tell who they are with care coordination and how we look at lists and look at our numbers. We are always on top of every single one of them. Uh, and so we're always discussing them, trying to figure out different ways to approach certain peoples. I mean, we had patients, we had to call their mom to get their mom to help. You know, uh, those are things that we couldn't do in a traditional clinic because we just didn't have such a grasp around our patients. But in this model, you definitely do. Yeah, I, I really think. Is go, go ahead, Lee. This, uh, yeah, sorry, Jeff. From this uh, model we did. So every morning we get a, uh, they have a morning huddle. So we tried to standardize our work. So um, I know y'all, y'all think a lot about that as well. So that morning huddle sets the day. You know, we plan strategically long term, but we also plan for the work of the day. And that morning huddle, we get a feed. Uh, from Blue Cross because we know if a patient, one of Blue Health Baptist patients been in the ED the night before, we get that feed that next morning so that our care coordinator can reach out and say, you know, what caused you to, to go to the emergency department and how can we help? And uh, to, to Tim's point, what we see, and I, I was just looking at the data, you know, our, our ED utilization rate, we use an observed to expected rate, is um, almost half of what the, uh, the, the rest of the Blue Primary Care Network is. Uh, and I think it's because of that, because when we see somebody that's uh, an ED, high ED utilizer, I mean, there's <clears throat> we, there's a lot of work around the table saying what's driving them there, how do we prevent them from going there, and that sort of uh, system of care is what I think is producing these results. You know, it's not by, not by chance alone that we're getting those sorts of results. It's really a care model that uh, I think we've built that uh, is behind the scenes. You wouldn't see it, but uh, you know, we're focused on it. We're letting data drive that. And behind every data point, there's a patient and we're trying to dig a little deeper into what's their driver and what lever can we pull to, to help them um, meet their healthcare goals that we've set with them. And, and, and tell us, uh, uh, you know, a, a statistic that y'all, some data that, that, that you guys had shared with me uh, was that on average, patients who are in the Blue Health Baptist Clinic have X number of touches, you know, with 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 their provider a year compared to other Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi patients. Talk to us a little bit about that, you know, on, on you know how many more that 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 the Blue Health Baptist patients have. Yeah, so um, um, one of the things that I think we worked out, and this is. Um, um, Know, some of the work that we looked at just with some some early pilot studies and all is to get patients to a health goal it can't be just you come in for your wellness visit you get uh, you know your your results and you say uh, we'll probably see you next year and hope you do better uh, after you know we set those goals we felt like we needed to touch patients more so that's a key metric to look at on average uh, you know patients would be touched about two times per year uh, through uh, in a primary care setting, uh, think of think of ourselves. You know, we probably get about one or two touches a year in a primary care setting. But I think uh, what we see, particularly with moderate or high risk patients, they really need somewhere between five or six visits a year. So that's some of the work that 
uh, is going on there. And, uh, you know, we continue to follow that metric. I was looking the other day, we're at 4.6 touches, I think, per year for our Blue Health Baptist patients, which is, um, you know, where we want to be uh, because that helps. If you can get, get patients seen and eliminate that clinical inertia, you tend to get them better. You get them engaged and also we get engaged in moving that. Tim, Tim done that, uh, that, that speaks volumes. I know you, you've worked a lot on trying to get people um, to come in both virtually and in person to, to achieve that goal. Yeah, I, I would say probably that's my our goal for 2024 is to really figure that out uh, a little bit more. Um, specifically, you know, with our high risk population, we're really aggressive. You know, we're aggressive with them because we know if we don't do anything, they are the ones that in the next five, 10 years, bad outcomes will happen. Uh, but our next focus will be this moderate group. You know, they, yeah, if we don't do anything, maybe 15, 20 years, they're okay, but they need touches and they need touches in different ways. So maybe not clinic visits, maybe it's, you know, funny me and Melissa, we make podcasts, we make Instagram reels, we make different types of content to try to engage uh, the patient. We we are working on making health programs, essentially trying to figure out how we can get them on a healthy habit so that once you get them on a healthy habit, you actually don't have to do a whole lot. They will keep that habit going. Uh, but the point is that, you know, think outside the box. What other way could we use to engage them to essentially touch them more often and keep them more engaged without your traditional like office visit? So that's kind of our 2024 goal. So what you're finding is, you know, for instance, with your with your uh, diabetes patients, they're they're having more touches there, but their hemoglobin A1Cs are better compared to other Blue Cross patients. And the cost of you guys taking care of them is lower. I mean, Correct. you know, that that's that's what I'm hearing. And, and that that's what's pretty amazing in your in, in your drug cost, the, the pharmaceutical cost that you're having to spend on these patients is a lot lower. Um, and also just, you know, for for our Baptist team members, this is, I mean, this is open to, I, I know you guys are just in Madison right now with, and there may be some plans, you know, as, as capacity increases. But a to, lot of to, great things were born in Madison. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, namely Jake Lancaster was born down there or, or close to Madison, no, but but uh, tell us how this is available to uh, for our uh, Baptist team members. Yeah, I would say right now we're in a growing phase. So anybody that works at Baptist, specifically Jackson, even if you think, oh, I'm high risk, no, come here. We'll, we are happy to take care uh, of anybody and everybody. So uh, we offer, obviously, in-person visits, but virtual visits are fine. We do have patients that live in Tupelo. They come once a year for their wellness, uh, and then we manage a lot of things virtually. So. I would say don't let distance be a hindrance. Uh, but yes, definitely, if you want to come and you work at Baptist, we are taking people for sure. What about uh, any thoughts of expansion to other sites, other areas? That's a Lee question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I think uh, obviously we're trying to get this this model right. But, you know, what I often think is, it's it's a model, right? So we're two years in. Um, Tim and I learn something every day. We always, when we get around each other, we just love talking about it. And uh, but I think you know this is uh, you can't keep uh, once you get the model right, you you want to share it, right? And I think we've got to decide how do you share it. I mean, the, the the Baptist Medical Group. I mean, there's aspects of this that need to be shared across the state and network of 
particularly this, what I call this system of care. You know, I mean, can't sure. we get a morning huddle started in, in clinics across the, the area with these feeds? Can there's certain aspects? And then there may be other aspects where we think, can we replicate this model in other other markets? And I think those are, you know, things that we just have to continue to look at and think about. But, you know, getting it right here is, is really first and foremost to say, uh, this is supposed to be an innovation lab that you can, you know, you you trial, you error, you you get better, you learn, and then you you've got to spread because that's what this was designed to do was to say how do we make primary care different and better than what it's traditionally been? And and I you know in in two years I think we're on our way there, but as Tim said, we've got a lot more to learn, and uh, you know that's the fun part is having a great team that we're just. Uh, you know, trying to create this culture of just every day get a little better and then use that to get a little better. And I think that's the, the culture that's really been created there. And, um, um, you know, that's that if, if you could harness that um, across the state, I mean, that that's how Mississippi becomes a healthier Mississippi, I think, is driven off, you know, your provider being your lifestyle um, partner as well as your healthcare provider. And I think those those elements are real important. And we're, we're starting to learn how to do that at Blue Health Baptist. Yeah, tell me, uh, you know, a lot of folks come in the clinic and, you know, they have gallstones or they, they have what sounds like angina and they need to see a cardiologist or they need to see a specialist. Tell us about how you guys are partnering with um, with specialists out in, the, out in the community to kind of continue this this good experience of care. Yeah, I would say that is uh, something we're actually working towards. So obviously, Baptist in itself has a bunch of fantastic specialists. Uh, we want to identify the ones that obviously they all provide great care, but also this team member kind of, you know, coordination. So it's not just I send you to cardiology uh, and then you come back later and who knows what happens. The patient's like, I'm not sure what happened. Uh, but really having this ability to be like, hey, let me text him, let me message him, he messages me back, we have a conversation, or a surgeon, we have a surgeon we use a lot, you know, she's really quick at texting us what she found and what she thinks might the next step would be, so that kind of collaboration, uh, where everybody is kind of on the same page on how to take care of this person, that's one thing that I think Blue Health Baptist is uniquely, you know, positioned to do very well, especially in the future. Yeah, I, I mean, it, you know, when I visited down there, uh, Dr. Chen and Lee, it was, it, you know, when I walked in the, you know, I did, I noticed that there were no no chairs in the waiting room and, and I thought, God, this is pretty cool. And then the whole experience, I said, I feel like I'm in, in, in an Apple store because that's kind of that's kind of how you felt, because once you get with once you finish with your appointment, you just kind of walk out and, and you're and you're done. But uh, it's 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 a great place. It's a beautiful complex. And uh, and and Lee and Tim, I, I we on behalf of Baptist, we very much greatly appreciate you guys being here. Uh, we you know you our, our viewers can't uh, can't see Skip in the background, but you know when you're talking about iterations and you're talking about uh, experimenting and and you know learning and uh doing trial and error you know skip is sitting here raising his fist like uh you know giving the fist bump but uh anyway guys we 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 appreciate it and uh you know maybe in a year or two we'll have you guys back on the on the podcast so we can see uh see how things are going yeah we love it 
We'd love to.